You are listening to Seniors Junction Podcast. I'm Paul Merkley, your host and co-founder of Seniors Junction. With me today, my guest, Scott McCorvey, who is the CEO of Vita Senior Living. Welcome, Scott. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Excited to be on your show. Talk about how to avoid isolation, really Good. increase that engagement. And uh, yeah, excited about Vita Senior Living too. So Super. great to be on here with you. Thanks. Tell us a bit about yourself and what you do. Absolutely. So I've got a strong passion for senior living. You'll see it come out over the course of this podcast. Um, but I was just fortunate enough to find out about this industry 18 years ago. Uh, I was an undergrad at Florida State. as a real estate major, was not thinking about senior living, didn't even know what senior living was. Uh, but a group was recruiting out of Florida State real estate program that did appraisals and market studies just for senior living communities. So I started thinking about it 20 years ago. I was like, yes, you know, this is a new industry. This is super specialized. But and so I ended up uh, accepting that and, and starting with that group uh, health trust to start my career. But it wasn't until I visited the communities where I really found my love for senior living, because that's when I realized it wasn't real estate, <laughs> that it was actually making a difference. Once I saw those connections in those communities, that, uh, that, that kind of love that's shared between caregiver and resident, I saw what a difference this industry can, made, can be made, and that's what really got me excited. So uh, within my career, I've worked from different roles. Uh, again, started out as an appraiser, uh, then I moved into more on the investment side, so I worked for a few real estate investment trusts, uh, purchasing quality senior living communities across the country, uh, and also uh, pairing them with the best operator based on that community and market. Uh, really great opportunity. Um, eventually, I ended up uh, consulting to kind of bring my knowledge and experience on the investment side to owner operators. Uh, and that's when I really kind of fell my love on the operations and see what an impact that can make. Also in the REITs, just what an impact a quality operator and a quality culture uh, and just having a, a close defined footprint of communities. Uh, what a difference it made in performance and just quality of care through surveys. So uh, that's really what made me want to replicate. And I worked for another owner operator in Florida, uh, launched a, a passion project of mine called the Inner Circle of Senior Living uh, podcast three and a half years ago, which is uh, fun. And then my newest uh, venture and what I'm super excited about is Vita Senior Living. Uh, Vita is Latin for life. So it's really about the future of senior living, less about just care or healthcare, but all about an upgraded lifestyle. And to do that, it's through connection, it's through wellness, it's through engagement, it's focused on programming. Obviously, we're gonna have quality of care, but that's just one component in the overall wellness model that seniors really need and really is the future of senior living. So that's what I'm super excited about, Vita, and uh, think great to, to talk with you because I know exactly that's what you're focused on as well. Yes, so you've actually moved from at the very beginning, real estate, property, place, location, to more of a holistic focus. That's right. So I started out on the real estate side. So we're pure, pure like real estate uh, demographic analysis, market fundamentals, uh, you know, physical analysis, um, true kind of real estate fundamentals. But one thing I love about senior living is that it's not real estate, unlike all the other real estate classes. So I'm a scholar in real estate. I have an undergrad and graduate degree in real estate. Uh, so I follow it and understand all the different segments. But senior living has the highest returns. But 
it also has the most specialized knowledge. So it really takes an understanding on the real estate and more importantly, the operations to be successful. So that's what we're a little bit different at Vita Senior Living. We're a fully owned owner and operator of all of our communities. Uh, so it's not a third party management arrangement or anything like that. Uh, we're fully invested in every community on the real estate to the operations. We're all in trying to improve both of those. So um, that's kind of, yeah, where I found my, uh, started on the real estate side, but kind of working through the community, uh, inter touring communities, uh, interviewing hundreds of executive director and marketing directors and finding really core quality leadership teams uh, and just seeing what an impact and culture can make in the overall resident experience and satisfaction really drove my passion and love to be more on the operations side and was really the catalyst of having me start Vita Senior Living. Okay, so now you've spoken sort of of the positive side of things. I imagine that during your tour of seeing all these different things, you probably run into seniors isolation. You've probably seen seniors who are isolated. Absolutely. I think, uh, yeah, isolation is a huge problem in senior living. And I think post COVID is one thing that uh, I'm on a mission to help improve. Um, there's, there's various types of isolation. And we talked about that. Uh, you can be isolate, you can be in a community, right? Uh, paying your, your monthly rent, but still just be isolated in your unit. That's not what we want, right? So uh, again, the biggest competition in senior living is a resident's own home. So we have to provide something a resident can't get at home. And if they're just sitting in their unit, that's the same thing at being at home, only a smaller unit, that's not gonna win. So I see, yeah, the pain point in isolation, a couple of things. One is like I said, uh, you know, getting people out of their homes, that is horrible isolation. Isolation, there's studies that show isolation leads to depression, right? Uh, we're all about healthcare and wellness and trying to have well residents and depression is a big, no, no, isolation equals depression. So to really have healthy, well-rounded residents thriving in the communities, we have to, it's a necessity, we have to provide those connections and engagement. So it's two parts there. <laughs> to avoid isolation at home, it's all about spreading the positive message of senior living and not just the care component, but the engagement and connection component, because I think that is a future of senior living is an upgraded lifestyle. It's not a necessity, but more a destination. And I think that's where we have to change. Assisted living acuity is going up through the roof. It's basically independent and memory care now. So to stay relevant to assisted living, we have to focus on lifestyle connection and movement to answer your other question about isolation in the units. That's what I love about some of these new technologies. Um, obviously you can, you know, mentally track residents and see their level of participation, but that's so hard with everything else going on in a community. Uh, so some of these new technologies, which are great, are really focused on trying to create more interaction right more of those connections anything that can be done because i get i'm the same way man it's scary doing something for the first time when you don't know what to expect but a lot of times once i do it i love it i want to keep coming back so it's just getting over you know that initial fear so creating accountability i love accountability getting family members active in that hey did you go to uh, the cooking demonstration right um so having accountability but having different channels, not everyone wants to come and play bingo. So having different programming 
uh, for different residents and focus on different interests. So residents can really form those connections themselves. That's what we're doing. So we're, we're really just supplying the community and the opportunity to make those connections. We're trying to foster those connections, but we can't make those connections for you. But we can put all the tools available for those connections because once you make those friendships, then you're not just living there. You're part of that community, right? You're not just having the healthcare. You're enjoying your life, Vita's life. So that's what we're focused on. So that's how you avoid isolation, improve the imaging and senior living, show all the amazing engagement that are going on in the communities, hit the social, go hit email campaigns. I know it's, it's still COVID, but invite, invite communities into your senior living community. And then on the community level, you've got to incorporate programming that hits all levels and really focus on trigger points that get those residents out, encouragement, uh, you know, streaming some of the events if that uh, helps them get over the fear. Uh, but, and, and a lot of these new, new technologies, you can send text reminders to folks. So getting people active in the community is a necessity uh, and showing that activity even before they move in is even more important for senior living to thrive. Do you have um, do you have activities in common rooms where you have the infrastructure to stream things into it, Wi-Fi and so on? I think it's so important to invest in infrastructure and technology right now, um, including hardware like televisions, touchscreen televisions. Um, you know, some of these voice enabled technologies, a lot of these awesome different programming channels. Uh, so yes, uh, absolutely, um, definitely investing in all the latest technology is super critical. But on top of that, it, I think programming really starts in the design. It's still, it's still one of my pet peeves. I've toured, been fortunate to tour hundreds of communities and especially newer communities that try to throw in all these big and amazing amenities, you know, to wow residents during that marketing tour. Unfortunately, and this is the shame of senior living, those amazing amenities that are put in these communities are never used besides that marketing tour, right? So the developer has one sometimes said, he's like, oh, I need all this stuff, but he puts it in the extremities, which residents rarely go to or even know if anyone's there. So it's all about centralized common amenities that residents know all day and all night you can go, there'll be snacks, there'll be drinks, there'll be games, but it's just a social hub on top of that. There's got to be interactive uh, things, televisions. You really got to make this space multi-purpose. It's got to be central. You don't need thousands of different amenities as long as you have one quality amenity that's used by the residents. So that's what it's all about. Uh, trying to avoid just throwing up all these amenities just for a marketing tour, but really focus on amenities that are actually being enjoyed by the residents. Uh, that's what it, I think that's what the future of senior living is. Okay. Okay, I like that idea. Actually, the, well, the, it, if it's going to be a community, they have to do things together. Some of them, sometimes, right? It's important. Yeah, and, that's it. And you, you it, also mentioned that that you like to involve the families too. Absolutely, I think it's so crucial. I really see senior living as a trifecta, right? So it's a balance of three points. Residents are number one. That's our total focus. Residents are number one. However, uh, it's not just the residents. It's residents it's family members, and it's our team members, our employees. We're all working together on a mission to improve lives. 
So it's important to incorporate families and the employees in the overall programming and direction and life of the community, especially the family members. <laughs> um, right now, and it's just a marketing tool, right now adult children are making a lot of the decisions, right? So uh, that's one thing that's huge about these technologies. Um, you're not just putting them in there for the residents, even though that's a huge part of it. You're also, you need these, you really need these new platforms and technologies for the families too, because uh, it provides more tools, more ways to communicate, more peace of mind, knowing that mom is having a good time and not having to worry about if she, you know, what she's doing. If you can see the, the, the stuff that she's doing, if you can interact, if you're part of her life, even remotely through technology, that's a difference maker instead of, oh, I better call her you know, twice a week to see how she's doing. Um, so I think it's a huge important uh, to involve families throughout and keep them involved uh, through the residents stay at each community uh, is super important and especially creating those accountability initially to get them engaged, get them connected. That's our job in the first part uh, to get that resident in those friendships and let that foster and let them enjoy their life. If you, if you had to estimate, and maybe you can't, uh, about how what percentage of your seniors are, let's say, have at least an email account, what, what would you say? Seniors are more tech savvy than we think. <laughs> I remember when my grandmother first got her AOL account, uh, she would be sending me emails daily, even some uh, inappropriate emails. Um, so uh, yeah, seniors are more tech savvy Oops. than we think. In fact, um, voice enabled technology is actually the most common tool now uh, in senior living when previously that was thought of too hard. I mean, that's still based on cognition and, and, and acuity. So memory care residents can't use voice enabled as much as lower acuity. However, I'm seeing a wide acceptance you know, of these technologies in senior living. However, I think that acceptance level is gonna go through the roof in the next five years as the baby boomer cohort enters the true assisted living demand age. They're going to That's demand not it. Right, They're right? going to demand it. The demand, demand it. it's, it's coming. Look at me, I'm going to demand it. My parents are tech savvy all day. They're, enter, they're about to enter the age mm -hmm. of starting to be, you know, considered for more uh, senior living services. But they're on iPads all day. Their voice, they love all the technology. Uh, so it's really, it's, it's, it's two parts. It's catering to our adult children now, but also preparing for the future residents of tomorrow that are gonna be all over these technologies. Well, I, I um, appreciate what you're saying and appreciate your efforts. I think that's really great. So now you've, you've really answered what I would have asked you about your vision for senior living, that's fine. Can I ask you what kinds of challenges you encounter? Senior living is full of opportunities and challenges, which makes it so much fun. Obviously, we're just uh, still recovering from the worst pandemic in a century, right? So, uh, and, and since senior living is um, has a ton of uh, more frail population that's more susceptible to a pandemic like that, obviously it was a huge disruptor and major challenge in senior living. Uh, amazing and it's just amazing how resilient our industry has been and first just moving forward through uh, COVID, keeping our residents safe and protected. Uh, and then just kind of as we move out of it, uh, I can't give enough 
thanks and gratitude to all those communities and especially the caregivers that gave up a lot, gave up their lives basically uh, to make sure these residents are being taken care of during COVID. So COVID obviously was a huge disruptor. However, it's also a huge opportunity. I think any time of meaningful and lasting change comes after a period of disruption and really starts with a few initial disruptors. Hey, that's me. So, <laughs> so the future, so the, the big challenges right now are occupancy, our labor, and just trying to really repair the overall image of senior living that it's open, it's safe, and it's something you want to move into. That's the biggest challenge right now. So we can talk about that. Occupancy is really about, again, showing engagement, showing the lives of these communities more than just the care, but getting residents excited about moving into senior living. The, the, you know, we're, the, we're rebounding slowly as an industry. The occupancy is ticking slowly back up, but we can do much better. And I think when the perception change, I think we still have a perception issue. Once that perception changes, that occupancy is gonna hit up. So that's a big thing. And that's why I'm big about promoting through social media and other means, all the amazing things going on in the communities, because that's gonna help the perception. Labor, a huge challenge right now. Again, kind of going with COVID, Senior living is a very labor intensive business. It will be, it'll always be a labor intensive business. You know, even with all these new technologies, a robot is not gonna provide the dressing and the, the kind of touch and care that a resident deserves. So it's always gonna be a very labor intensive business and we've gotta have, continue to have qualified, caring, passionate, team members, staff members that want to be part of this. Again, it's Vita Senior Living is not a job, right? So you're part of a mission. Our mission is about improving lives. So if you want to improve lives and you can, you know, be part of this and we'll uh, glad you have you part of the team and we all have different roles to improve lives and we'll find out the best role for you. But that's the future, right? So it's having a perception change. Caregiver is a really challenging position, but it's so needed and it's so rewarding once some of those employees really experience some of those relationships that they have. And that's what we're trying to form relationships, caregiver to resident. Um, so that's a big one. And, I, and labor markets are just tight right now, just because people are kind of getting back to work. Inflation, as you know, is through the roof. Um, there's just so many, and but there's a big demand because senior living still is so labor intensive. So those, um, you know, uh, some of those wages have been going up a lot, which is a challenge to the industry because the only way to keep the margin is to raise rates. And I don't, as an industry, we don't want to raise rates because we're trying to make this an affordable product. Every dollar we increase rates removes the affordability from some potential resident. So again, to stay relevant in the industry in the future, we have to have affordable options for senior living. We've got to have quality options and quality staff members providing that care. And that all is with labor. So again, I think that's with perception again about having, and it's, it's culture too, one thing I'm you know huge on, um, but senior living is different than other jobs is because it has such a care-based part to it. So really promoting that as well as some of the financial and uh, career advancement opportunities. Uh, and also senior living is the only probably business I've heard of. One of the only where I hear stories of people that started out as a caregiver or started as a reception and ending up owning their own 
senior living company or running a management company. I love hearing those stories, but uh, it's it's so true. You can come in and then just like me, have a total you know passion for it and make sure you know find out that this is your rest of your life. Uh, so those are the big challenges. Um, occupancy, which is really focused on engagement, not just healthcare. Uh, and then labor, again, it's improving the perception and really focus on culture, uh, treating every person as a family member or team member and, and providing them uh, uh, some kind of mission that it makes it beyond just a job. Good. Um, so I would think that <clears throat> there could be efficiencies in doing the sorts of things Seniors Junction offers and making an online course that is available to more than one residence. Absolutely. So efficiency is the name of the game right now, as I talked about with these labor uh, increased costs. Uh, labor is one of them, but there's a ton of other costs. Uh, you know, there's new sanitation protocols, which takes a lot of new supplies. Um, and general liability insurance, I know not talk about that, but it's going through the roof, right? It's just, uh, and that's a fixed cost that these communities have to absorb. Uh, so margin in, in profitability obviously is a big part of this. So to keep these communities amazing, to keep them beautified, to keep that capital coming in, there's gotta be some kind of profitability uh, at the end of the day. So margin's a big one. Like I said, when price or when costs increase, the only way to offset that and keep margin is to increase rates. And we don't wanna do that because that's gonna make less demand, less people be able to afford senior living. So any kind of technology, uh, including yours, that can really improve, reduce those mundane tasks that some uh, employees are doing and not liking anyway, right? And no one likes to do something just to do it. You want to feel part of it. You want to feel purpose. So eliminating or reducing, and it's not about eliminating staff, but moving staff from some of those more kind of mundane tasks to more life enrichment roles. So that's really the focus in having technologies like you can do that. Uh, so it's less of just answering questions or having, you know, activity schedules or things, um, but really uh, having the ability for those residents to create those connections, but without spending a ton of dollars <laughs> in doing it. And that's the important part. Um, we've got to be cost conscious. There's so many uh, rising costs. There's so many uh, different uh, platforms on there. Uh, so the most cost-effective way that we can really form connections, that we can really form engagement and programming, what I think is the future of senior living, is super important because then we can also keep it affordable, have engaged residents thriving that also are hitting uh, different uh, you know, demand segments and affordability options. Mm -hmm. um, what you were saying too about having the central hub in your community where things are going on and people come um i suppose too staffing is an issue in let's say evening or weekend programming yeah i mean staffing is, is always an issue um but i'm focused on a lot and that's and that's an unfortunate truth about senior living especially some of these larger uh groups national operators things like that um so when times are tough you start cutting the budget, right? You start cutting things. And unfortunately, the first thing that's hit 
because uh, you can't do dining and care as activities, which is such an unfortunate thing because I think that should be doubled down on. You should be investing more in activities, less in marketing. Let your residents, your happy residents, share how happy they are. They're the best marketing tool you have. So less, place, less placement agencies, less, um, you know, advertising, direct mailing, right? It's more of the power of attraction versus trying to coerce a resident into Good your place. Good for you. Good for you. Really pleased to hear this. Yeah. So well, you can um, tell, I'm, I'm pumped up. I'm passionate. <laughs> I can tell that. That's coming across. It is. Uh, what, what advice would you have for our company? Absolutely. And, and I love... Um, groups like you, and it's been amazing, especially the last two years. I think one benefit, if there's any benefit from COVID, is the um, acceptance level of new technologies in senior living. It became a necessity uh, where it was more of an afterthought before. Uh, and because of the acceptance level, there's a lot more investment interest, which is meaning newer technologies coming out. So there's some exciting stuff in the works. Um, but yeah, having uh, kind of that centralized room, uh, centralized location where you can provide all those different programming. Um, but one advice I would have uh, for new groups, um, and, and I give this to all groups, and, and I know you've done this, um, is first think about, before you even how the technology, um, how it can improve the resident experience, right? So I think that's the number one goal for any new technology. Uh, so thinking about how you can improve the resident experience. And then, I, and I know a lot of groups do this, but uh, take your product, right? And throw it out the window if you wanna try to like merge it into senior living. Really have to rethink of your product uh, to make it tailored to the senior living experience. And also I tell us a lot of vendors, a lot of things look good on paper, right? Or in, in mentality and, and go through rounds of funding and spend a lot of money trying to get these new uh, techs uh, to market. However, I definitely, I definitely, I feel strongly about this. Get involved, have operations involved early in the product so you can really get that feedback and tailor your uh, technology and your service from an operations perspective because I'll tell you what, some things look great on paper, but when they're in communities, it's a completely different experience. So having an operators, and that's what I learned, it's not just real estate, it's operations. It's not just technology, it's operations. So really having an operations mindset from the beginning, uh, focused on how, you know, tailoring your product for senior living. So, so if it's just a byproduct of something else, you know, make sure that you're spending the time to tailor towards senior living. But Focus on that resident experience, and more importantly, get and really need operator uh, feedback throughout it, and be open to feedback and changes, and have uh, future uh, reiterations, because it's all about improving process. Even myself, even Vita Senior Living, we're improving every day. So what's uh, gonna happen today, man, uh, might change tomorrow. So be open uh, to movement. But overall, I'm just so excited that new technologies are hitting senior living. The acceptance level of these technologies is through the roof. It wasn't pre-COVID. And I think the future is bright because I think we need these new, tech, new technologies. Um, you know, as I said, for the current residents, but more importantly, in the next five years, uh, when those baby boomers really hit the demand segment and the senior living just go through. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
that's for sure. Well, I'm glad you're thinking so hard about the infrastructure needed and about the, the I'm glad you're so open to use of these new technologies. Um, we're heavily into the operations. I'm the operations guy in our company. So awesome. yes, and getting the, getting the feedback and trying. So we're piloting now. So that's very helpful what you said. Awesome. All good. Well, I love that. And yeah, I think that's so important. So it's so, uh, yeah, good to hear that. Mm -hmm. um, if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can always reach out to me on, on LinkedIn. I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. Scott uh, McCorvey, my last name's M-C-C-O-R-V as in Victor, I-E. Um, love connecting with people on LinkedIn. You can also always shoot me an email. It's just scott at vitaseniorliving.com. Um, visit the website vitaseniorliving.com. Share a lot more about uh, the mission, the passion that we have, uh, the culture that we're creating. A little bit about the investment strategy, which I didn't go into on this show, but I think it's important. Um, so instead of developing new communities right now, because development costs are through the roof and it's, it's hard to maintain any, you know, you have to charge rates through the roof to try to maintain any kind of profitability through new development. But there's so many amazing communities I see right now that are just being neglected operationally. So that's the focus of Vita Senior Living. Our mission is to improve senior, improve lives one community at a time. So we're acquiring communities just based in Florida right now. That's a big part of it having a really tight footprint so we can keep, keep uh, uh, maintain tight standards and controls on all of our communities. Um, but focused on communities that are just, um, you know, kind of lost through the way, but have amazing kind of opportunity and even history behind them. So finding those opportunities that just need some new life to it. We're coming in there with, with CapEx, so we're coming in investing in new infrastructure, the new technologies, but also beautifying these communities. But the great thing about it is because of the prices right now, our overall cost investment basis is still extremely low. So we can offer prices that are affordable to residents and still have an amazing quality product versus some of the new development with all the bells and whistles that's going up right now. Um, so that's Vita Senior Living. I love connecting with you guys. Shoot me an email anytime. Um, let me know how I can help you. If I can ever add value to you or your organization, happy to do that. But overall, I love talking and connecting with people about senior living. So I look forward to staying connected. And Paul, thank you so much too for uh, inviting me on this show and all that you're doing for our industry too. Because uh, as I said, Vita and what you're doing, we're definitely on the same page. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you very, very much.